Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Father. Mm. Oh, real good. 
Come on, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Love y'all. That is the glory Thank you, 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 thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Well, this place is the atmosphere. Glory, hearts long for to be. Thank you, Lord. By your Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. To be overcome by your presence. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. My God, we want to live in your presence. We want to walk in your presence. We want to talk in your presence. We want to experience more of your presence, Lord. To be overcome. By your presence, to be overcome by your power, to dwell in the secret place of the Most High is what we desire more than anything, Father God. We long to experience you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome your peace. We welcome your comfort. We welcome your strength. We welcome your joy. We welcome your love. Woo! We welcome your power. Oh my God, I thank you, Lord God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I lift up Julia. I cover her right now in the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, no weapon formed against Julia shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, that as you put her staff, the the rod in Julia's hands like Moses, Lord God. She will walk forth boldly, my God. She will walk forth boldly, Lord God, doing exactly what you asked Julia to do in this season, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. My God, for the mountain of medicine that you've called Julia to, I thank you, Lord God, that she will have more impact for your glory, I cover Julia. I thank you, Lord God, that you are moving things speedily for Julia. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for giving her the strength, the strength, Lord God, the strength to carry the staff, the strength to walk boldly, the strength to walk in your presence, the strength to walk in your glory, Lord God, that she will not shrink back, that Julia will not be wise in our own eyes, that she will stand bold, she will stand vigilant. My God, in the other places that you've called Julia to make impact, Father God, I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing for Julia in Jesus' name. Amen. I thank you, Father God, and cover Kedra this morning, Lord God. I thank you that you are opening the eyes of her understanding to the hope of who you called her to be in Christ Jesus, that she will walk and march bold in the things of God, that Kedra will not be compromised, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. She stands for justice for righteousness, for your name's sake, in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray and declare a spirit of boldness over Kelly. 
I drive out all manner of fear, Father God. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're doing a greater work in her. Fear you must go. You have to leave Kelly's life. I thank you, Father God, that Kelly is bold and courageous. And she knows, Father God, that she you are with her every step of the way. And that she will not shrink back in Jesus name. I plead the blood of Jesus over Magnolia today. I plead the blood of Jesus over Little Rock. I plead the blood of Jesus over North Little Rock. I plead the blood of Jesus over Pine Bluff. I plead the blood of Jesus over Rockwall County. I plead the blood of Jesus over the state of Texas, over San Antonio, over Fort Worth, over Irving. I plead the blood of Jesus over Van Nuys. I plead the blood of Jesus over Flint, Michigan and Detroit, Michigan. I plead the blood of Jesus over Boyd, Maryland. Oh, my God. I plead the blood of Jesus over Fredericksburg. I plead the blood of Jesus over Southwest Little Rock. I plead the blood of Jesus over every city and state represented here today. And if you want to share your city and state, we are covering it. We are covering it in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your word coming forth. We thank you, Father God, for your strength and your grace. We thank you, Father God, for your power being demonstrated strong in our lives today. We fought. thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing. We plead the blood of Jesus over Vanessa Buckner today, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, and plead the blood of Jesus, Father God, over Alexis. And Jeanette, Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over DeShannon and Teresa and Edie and Lanisha this morning and Shonda this morning. We thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. We plead the blood of Jesus over Teresa and her business. And we thank you, Father God, that you are causing orders to come to Teresa. Hey, Teresa, keep posting, keep sharing. Don't don't just share when you're baking or when it's an event or it's a holiday. Keep posting, keep sharing. I'm going to reach out to you and give you a few other things um, for your business. But keep posting and keep sharing. You should be baking all the time. It's time for you to get bold, get big, seek out contracts. I'll show you how to do a few things. This is for Teresa Skinner. We thank you, Father God, for your your word today. We thank you, Father God, for your presence today. We thank you, Father God, for your love today. We thank you, 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 my God. Can I tell you something? You have, wherever you are, that is your territory. And we are in the United States as well. So we take authority over the United States. But the place that God has you positioned, that's why where you live is so important. Hold on, let me drink. Woo! That's why where you live is so important. That's why we just don't live where we we want to live, right? Um, we ask the Lord, we seek the Lord about the communities that He wants us to be in. Um, thank you for declaring that, Julia. Mighty works are in Teresa's hands. Mighty works in every business owner's hands. Mighty works over my God, every entrepreneur. Mighty works over every entrepreneur. Oh my God. Mighty works over every author, right? So you have a regional authority. You have an authority in your area. So it is important that you learn 
your authority in your area. It's important that you learn who your officials are in your area. You should be praying over your city officials. You should be praying over your state, your nation. God calls you. He assigns you to a region. He assigns you to an area. He assigns you to a city. He assigns you to a state, right? Every, every, every incident in the Bible of where you see, think about when Abraham left. And we think we just live in a place. We not live. We don't just live in the place. We are assigned to the place. And if we got more revelation to understand our assignments, my God, as warriors, as prayer warriors, as watchmen, as who we are, then we would be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit about where we live. We will begin to ask God where we live. And even if the Lord causes us to move into a place or to take part in territory or to teach or do um, certain things, then we would know um, even when resistance come in that God was going to cause us to have victory. When you see the children of Israel crossing over and Joshua them at the Jericho wall um, and there was resistance, right? And they knew this territory and this land belonged to them, but there was still resistance. There was a wall that stood between them and their promise. There was a wall that they had to get through, right? A wall. But God had specific, come on y'all, instructions for the wall. Ooh! He had specific instructions for the wall. Come on now. He, he, he going to tell them to shout the wall down, right? He told them to consecrate themselves. Come on. He had them circumcise themselves. Oh, Lord, circumcise us. Circumcise our heart. Oh, my God. This is in Joshua, the sixth chapter, if you want to go back and read this. And so he had called them to an area. It doesn't mean that it doesn't um, come with resistance. Ooh, didn't mean that it didn't come with resistance. It didn't mean that it didn't come in a position or a place where it looked like it was impossible. It does not mean that. God assigns us to regions. God assigns us to places. You have mountains of influence. That's God. That's why. Oh, my God. Come on, Holy Spirit. Stir up the gift this morning. That's why you got to know where what you're assigned to. That's why you got to know your mountain of influence. That's why you, you were not called just to be a worker. You were not called just to live in a city. You were not called just to be in a state. That is not your truth. It is deeper. When he was calling Abraham out in Genesis, he said, come, y'all, this is a paraphrase for some of y'all who are new. Welcome to the devotional. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ. Do me a favor. Go share the devotional right now. Put this on somebody's time, timeline right now. When he, talk, when he started talking to Abraham, he said, come here, boy. <laughs> he said, come here, boy. He said, come here. He said, I got somewhere I want to take you. Ooh. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just paraphrasing. When God called, when he called him, when he called him out, come on now. This is Genesis. When he said to Abraham, he said, come. He said, I need you to come and you need, I need you to go. Ooh, I need you to come and go. He said, I want you to come and go with me. That's what he was telling him. He says, come here, boy. I got some place for you to go. Ooh, come on now. He said, I got some. Genesis 12. He said, come here, boy. I got some place for you to go. That's what the Lord said, right? I'm paraphrasing. He said, I need you to get out for your country, your people, ooh, and your father's house. Ooh, Jesus. My God. He said, I'm going to get you out from your country, your people, and your father's house to the land that I show you, right? He said, 
My God. He said, here. Oh, somebody say here. This is this is me adding a little bit right there. He says, here. Oh, here. So you got to understand the revelation of the here. Oh, my God. That was going on in Abraham's life. Oh. He said, you got to understand the revelation of the here. When we use the word here, it's not in this, it's not in this scripture. I'm adding here because I understand what the Lord is showing me. Come on, Father. Genesis 12. Here. He says, I'm calling you here. Ooh, come on. Say, put that in the comments today. The Lord is calling me here. I'm not just in my house. I'm not just in my community. I'm not just in my city. I'm just not in my state. I'm not here to just work a job. God is calling you here. Oh, I feel the word of the Lord. I feel the spirit of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is calling you here, right? God is calling you here. Oh, and if you don't know where God is calling you, my God, I declare today, today is your awakening. Oh, if you don't understand your purpose, Today is your awakening. If you don't understand where God is calling you to, today is the day that you get ready to become so stirred up ooh, to seek out your here. And you're not going to seek out your here. You're going to seek the face of the Lord because he's the only person, Ginger. He's the only person, Ginger, that can reveal to you your here. Ooh, come on now. Oh, my God. He's the only person that can reveal to you where your here is. Oh my God. You got to get some revelation. I got a mountain. I got a place of influence. Come on now. Oh, I got something that God has called me to do. That's beyond my conception. That's beyond my pay grade, Adria, Andrea. It's beyond what I know about myself. When he talked to the prophet Jeremiah in one and five, he said, Jeremiah, look, <laughs> I formed you. I, not you. You didn't form yourself. This wasn't your mama and your daddy's making. They didn't make it. I formed you. I formed you. I formed you. I called you. Ooh, I'm anointing you. I'm appointing you. That's what he was saying to him. He says, I'm calling you. That's what he said. It's the same way he did Jeremiah. It's the same way he did us. He says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, before the seed was planted, before the... I'm sorry, I, but hopefully it don't offend nobody. Before the egg and the sperm made contact. <laughs> Baby, you can't tell me you're not predestined. Before the egg and the sperm ooh, made contact. Ooh, come on now. Before the egg and the sperm made contact, Shayla. Before the egg and the sperm made contact. Ooh, before your parents got together. God already had a thought about you. Oh, I'm not going to throw my cup this morning. God already had a thought about you, Julia. God already had a thought about you, Jericho. God, before the egg and the sperm made contact. Oh, by God. Before your parents fell in love. Before they got caught up. Oh, before the egg and the sperm made contact. Oh my God. God already had a thought about you. You got to put that in your journal today. You better put that in your comments today. God, before the God already had a thought about me, even before my mama knew who my daddy was. Oh, come on now. Even before my mama knew who my daddy was, God already had a thought about me. God already had a plan for me. Oh my God. My God. Before my mother and father even came together, God already knew how this was going to go. Oh my God. So when God is dealing with us, 
Uh, right? We got to understand this. This is why you have to understand your assignment. See, only, only the enemy comes to plague you, ooh, to make you think you're not important, to make you think you're an accident, ooh, to make you think you don't have purpose. Only the enemy sets to trap you in a cycle, in a circle of always constantly wondering who you are, wondering whose you are. But baby, God is coming to tell you today, you are mine. You, you are mine. God is coming to tell you today, you are mine. You belong to me. I chose you from the foundation of the earth. I wrote books about you. I had plans, my God. And as Jesus says in John 10 and 10, I ain't the thief. I didn't come to destroy you. I didn't come to take you out. Ooh, I didn't come to walk over you. My God, I didn't come to dismantle you. I didn't come to downplay you. No, as a matter of fact, Fact, I came so you could have life and life more abundantly. So that's an established fact. Now, the call on your life. Oh my God, I thank you for the ministry of reconciliation today. Resetting order so that we understand how important we are. How important we are. So the call on your life. Say, I got a call on my life. Say, I got a call on my life. Stop minimizing the call on your life. My God, say, I got a call on my life. Say, God has assigned me to a region. God has assigned me to a mountain of influence. Come on, see. See, this is why you, I'm going to give you some more wisdom. My God, this is why you got to have the wisdom of the Lord. Say, I got to have the wisdom. Because wisdom, the call on my life. You got a call on your life. You got a call on your life. You got a certain place, a certain time, a certain position that you got to be in. You got something to do. You got a gift inside of you. You are important to the body. You got a call on your life. Ooh, you got a call on your life. God, shake them up this morning so that they can understand there's a call on their life. There's a mandate. There's a specific place, a specific position. See, when we hear the word call, all our super super, supernatural, spiritual self, we think and call in terms, oh my gosh, well, I'm, I'm accepting my call in the ministry. You're accepting, it's deeper than accepting your call in the ministry. You're accepting what God has said about you. Ooh! You're accepting what God is trying to position you. You're accepting, for, you're accepting how God has created you. Oh my God, you got a call in your life. Ooh! You got a call in your life. So, but God is calling you to a specific place in a specific time. You got to hear just like Abraham. Not hear. You got to hear. You got to hear. Let me describe to you what the hear means. Hear. Defining hear. It's a in, at, or to. Oh, oh my God. Let me put this coffee cup down. It's in, it's at, or to. This is why. Can I tell y'all something? Can I help you with the maturity of who you are in Christ Jesus? Can, can we allow the Holy Spirit to grow us up? This is why the enemy loves to get us caught up in offense. He knows if we get offended, we will not stay here. <laughs> he knows, Kedra. He knows if we get upset or offended, we will not stay in our here and we will not use 
the wisdom of the Lord for our decisions. So you have a here. You have a here. You got a calling on your life. See, a calling isn't just a, oh, I'm called to ministry. No, the Lord needs believers to invade. Come on now. Every mountain, the mountain of education, the mountain of politics, the mountain of business. I remember a man told me um, that a lady at his church was like Miss USA. And, and when he began to tell this story, he, he was like, I got all kinds of people who are influential. I got Miss USA in my church. And I said, Lord, I would have never thought how important it is for Miss USA to represent the kingdom of God. Come on now. God, you have a call, you have an assignment, you have a place, you have a region, you have a positioning, a direct line and positioning in kingdom. But if the enemy can get you out of position because you don't understand your here, you don't understand what your here is for, you don't understand that God called you, that he called you to the marketplace, that he called you to real estate. My God, you think you just work in a business. No, your business is your here. Oh, come on now. Your business is your here. So if the enemy can get you distracted, if the enemy can get you offended, if the enemy can get you confused, if you don't have true revelation, then God is calling me. Oh, my God. Put that in the comments again. God is calling me. You got to understand that God is calling you. You got to understand that God is calling you. You got to understand that God has formed you. You got to understand that God is already predestined of you, predestined you. You got to understand Romans 8 and 28, even all your mess ups, all of it is going to work together for good. No, all of us not going to preach behind the pulpit. No, some of our, some of us are not called. Let me say, be careful with this. Some of us are not called to the masses per se, but if you take your five if you take your 10, if you took your 15, if you took your 20 and you understood the reproduction of a seed, you would know whatever God is calling you to is multiplication and increase and would change the kingdom. Stop worrying about what you think is small. Stop worrying about um, your little area and thinking that your little area ain't big enough. Your, your area of what God is assigning you to, your territory of what God is calling you to, is for the kingdom, right? But there's something I have to understand. Oh, come on, y'all. There's something that I have to understand. I have to understand who's calling me. Oh, my God, that I don't call myself. I understand. I have to understand I don't call myself because if I call myself, I'm going to call myself out of time. I'm going to call myself out of season. I'm going to call myself out of position because I do not have enough wisdom for me. But when I understand that God is calling me, ooh, God is assigning me. God predestined me. God formed me. Oh, Jesus. If I understand that God is calling me, God predestined me and God formed me, then I understand more about the call on my life. I understand more about the dreams. I understand more about the position. So let me go back over here because I could teach on this all night. But here, God is calling me here. Ooh, God is calling me here. So if God is calling me, we've established the fact that God is calling me. He predestined you. He formed you. He gave you gifts. He gave you talents. He put all these things inside of you for the 
glory of God and for the kingdom of God. We've established the fact. Everybody say we've established the fact that we got a call. We've established the fact that we got a call. We've established that. We're not going to second guess that anymore. I'm through second guess guessing whether or not God is calling me. I'm over that today. I'm ending those thought processes today. Never will I spend another moment on whether or not God is calling me. My next assignment after I understand that God is calling me is to seek the kingdom first. This is deeper than this. This is deep. This is deeper. This is why God keeps saying, go quiet and get low. Because your manufactured part of yourself, the things that this world has added to you, the things your parents have added to you, um, the, the experiences you have, fear, worry, all those doubts, they will keep you in the box. Well, guess what? We serve an out-the-box God. We serve a God that will cause you to do stuff that you're not even qualified for. We serve a God that goes beyond your degrees. We serve a God that goes beyond your understanding. We serve a God that will take your pain. Turn it into a process all for his glory. That's the kind of God that we serve. So we've established the fact God is calling me. We've established the fact that we got purpose. Well, what if I feel like I'm just led to stay home with my kids? God is still calling you to stay home with your kids. You might be raising the next governor. You may not be, you may be raising the the next president. God is still calling you to say nothing is insignificant in the kingdom. Nothing is, I need you to hear me on this. Nothing is insignificant in the kingdom. You got to start getting revelation that nothing you do is insignificant in the kingdom. Nothing God calls you to is insignificant. Nothing, whatever time, season, place, whatever the here to is at that moment, it is not insignificant to kingdom. You were called for the glory of God. My God, you were called by God for God, for the glory of God. So your here in this season is very important. Come on, let me give you some word. My God, let me give you some word. Let me give you something right now. You're here. My God, you're here to God. You're here to God is very quick. It's very important in your season. The seasons, seasons of God, the timing of God, that all of that is important for you to understand your seasons. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 and 8. For everything there is a season. For every time a purpose under heaven is a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek. A time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. We have to understand the timing of God for our seasons, right? Because God called us here. There is a time. Say, I got to make sure I'm in the right season. Put that in your notes today. I got to make sure I'm in the right season. I got to make sure I'm in the right positioning. I got to make sure I'm in the right place. Right? 
Right? So, God, that's we've established the fact. That's over. I'm through trying to, I don't understand if I got purpose. We established the fact this morning, you got purpose. We established the fact this morning, you are called to a mountain of influence. Even if you are called to stay home with your kids, the mountain of influence that you're called to is family. So then, if God assigns me to my family, ooh, that means I'm going to need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit on that. Oh, glory to God. If God is assigned me in the season and say, your most important thing is your family. Then I can't afford to be out of position. I can't afford to not fulfill my vows. I can't afford, my God, to not move according to what God is calling me to do. My God. And then once I understand, come on, y'all, that I have the call. Next, I got to figure out my here. Come on now. What is my end? Oh, my God. Meaning God is calling me to be in something. That's it. Invested. Involved. My God. Interlocked. Interwoven. When God calls me here, he calls me to be in. Not standing on the outside or the skirts of. This is why what you vow or swear to God is so important. Lord, um, if you give me purpose, if you give me this business, if you give me husband, if you give me kids, if you do all these things for me, I promise you I'm going to serve you all the days of my life, right? And then every distraction from hell comes. No, you're supposed to be connected to the ministry. No, you're supposed to be connected to the church. Oh, Lord, I swear, I swear, I swear. I promise, I promise, I promise. If you take me here, if you provide for me, if you do all this other stuff for me, right? It's, it's, you do all this other stuff for me. And then every distraction from hell comes. Every, every distraction. Every distraction from hell comes to confuse you about your here. Well, here's the thing that I know to be true. If I step into my here, which Psalms 91 tells me, he or she who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If I really step in, if I'm in, if I'm in there, if I'm in my here, if I'm in the place, if I'm in the spot, if I'm in the location, if I really step in my here, then the devil can't shake me. Then the devil can't confuse me. Then the devil can't overrun me. Then the devil can't give me thoughts. And even if he gives me thoughts, I have the wisdom to know to cast down every wicked imagination and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God because God has already called me. My God, the next thing I'm trying to figure out is my here. When God identifies the city, when God identifies the state, when God identifies the nation, he will be very clear. Let me give you this. This is Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. I'm pausing right here. Go from your country, your people, your father's house, hold to the land which I show you. You have to figure out in this season what's your here. Oh. What's my here? And when God is repetitive in telling you 
This is your assignment in this season. Do me a favor. Lock in and do exactly what he tells you to do in this season. What most of us do is we don't step into the here. We don't fully identify the here. We don't ask the Lord where the here is. We're not asking him what cities we need to live in. We're not asking him about the states we live in. We're letting our emotion, fear, and worry lead our decision. But God is calling you to a here. You have to fulfill your vow to God. You have to fulfill what you said you would do for God. When you tell the Lord, and wherever you lead me, I'll follow. You've got to position yourself to be led. Can I tell you something? Can I bust this up this morning? Your here may not have nothing to do with your degrees. Your here may not. We Can I tell you something? We are such an accomplishment. So, uh, oh, oh, I, like, I like little checks. We are such... Uh, an accomplished, oh, I, I feel secure when I feel accomplished. Yo, here may not have nothing to do with your grief. Yo, here may not. At the end of the day, here's how you're going to know this is your here. Your here is going to lead everyone you're connected to back to Jesus. Woo! That's it. Your here is going to lead everyone you connected to. Back to Jesus. Right now, your here may just be building and learning and receiving and growing and becoming quickened in your righteousness and becoming quickened in who you are in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we don't have the basic fundamentals of who we are. We Sometimes we don't have the basic fundamentals of who we are. We don't even have the basics of our righteousness. We don't even understand that it was finished at the cross. Oh my God. We don't even have basic revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. And a sign that we don't even have basic revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. And when we keep being confused about our purpose. Or when we won't honor the vows and do the things that God has asked us to do. When we are double-minded. A double-minded man or woman is unstable in all his ways. You got to establish the fact that God is calling you to a here and figure out what that here is. What is that here? My here is going to point back to Jesus. My, my, my here, whatever the here is, is going to lead them not to me, not to my name. My God, not to the not to what I think I'm called to be. The here is going to lead them right to Jesus. Why? Let me give it to you. My God. Oh, come on. My God, this is why. <laughs> I'm going to bring it. Oh, my God. My God. Matthew 4 and 19. Jesus says, come follow me, and I'm going to send you to fish for people. When I am following Jesus, my God, and he's using my talents, my gifts, my time, or whatever, to fish for people. The people that I'm connected to, the people that I called to, are coming to me as a direct result of Jesus. Well, then as I catch them, and however God leads me to catch them, guess what it's supposed to do? Lead them right back to Jesus so then they can turn around and become fisher. That is why I have to deconstruct every reality of what my here is and ask the Lord to show me your here. Now, let me give you this because this scripture, I, 
I hope I'm not seeing all over the place. This scripture keeps coming up to me. If Ecclesiastes 5, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they do wrong. Ooh, let me say it one more time. Can I read it? Y'all, can I read it one more time? Can I read it one more time? Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know what they do wrong. Do you know what the sacrifice of a fool is? <laughs> do you know what the sacrifice of a fool is? A fool is going to go into the house of God, run in their mouths, being hasty in their hearts, and uttering anything before God. A fool does not have a guard over their mouth. A fool does not... No, come on now. What they're here is, do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven. You are on earth. So let your words be few. Woo! This is the only way I'm going to find out my hair. This is the only way I'm going to... See, we think, the, we think it's, oh Lord, all these words towards God. Oh Lord, you know, I pledge, I promise. I da -da 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 -da. God know the intentions of your heart. God knows the intentions of your heart. God knows where you are. God knows where you're thinking. Ooh. God, God knows what you truly believe in. God, God knows, God, God knows where your mindset is. He knows all that. So it's better for me not to be quick with my mouth and not hasty in my heart to utter anything before God. Because God is in heaven and I'm on earth. So my words should be few before God. Ooh. My words should be few before God. But most of us go to God oh, talking to him about where we think our here is. I got to go. I got to go. Most of us come to God talking to him about where we think our here is. Can I tell you something? Um, before the licensure, before the call of my life, because the call was already on my life, I spent almost 17 years, I had accepted the here, I understood the here, but I didn't walk into the fullness of the here until 17 years later. And because of the way faith works, right? The way faith works, I didn't understand all the, because he don't give it to you all at once, or that wouldn't be living by faith. I didn't understand the revelation of the here until I began to take the steps that God was asking me to do, right? Taking the steps that God was asking me to do. Little steps, little things, little assignments, little things he was asking me. Because what he was really doing was testing my faithfulness. Let me drink. Little places he was asking. He was really testing my faithfulness. Father, I thank you for the conviction of this word for me. He was, see, and we'll be, we'll be asking the Lord to let us level up or blow up big and put us at tables because we know what God has called us to do. God has called us to do something, but he's looking at the little steps to test my faithfulness. He's looking to see if I follow the instructions of the Lord. He's looking to see if I sought out the word, you know, 
We get sometimes a prophetic word. If I even walked in the prophetic word that was given to me. Like he's looking to see that. So 17 years, 2001, I accepted the call. I started on the journey towards the call. But during the time, God was testing my faithfulness. Ooh. So let me go back to this and we're going to go. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few. A dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool. <laughs> Some of my desires, come on now, finna give you a little one more scripture after this. Some of my desires, the things that, that, I feel all right could come, right? Could come because of my many cares. Ooh, could come because of my many cares. Some of the decisions I make really could come from my many cares, right? So many words mark the speech of the fool. So when I come to the temple, to the house, this isn't just about the church. When I come before God, I come before God to listen. Rather than to act to offer the sacrifice of fools, right? So, and it starts in stages, right? My sheep know my voice. That's what the scripture says. So the beginning stage may be him teaching you how to listen to his voice. The, the, the early stages, Romans 12 and 2 tells us, do not be conformed to this world. The beginning stages could be him teaching you how not to be conformed to this word world. Come on now. Now, let me finish this up. It says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It's better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin. And do not protest the temple messenger and say, my vow was a mistake. Why should God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands? Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Therefore, fear God. My dreams could come based on my cares. This is why we have to have the wisdom of the Lord. Let me give you this. Oh my gosh. Thank you for this, Father. Wisdom is the key. Somebody say wisdom is the key. And then we're going to get out of here. This is why we have to have the wisdom of the Lord. Wisdom, God, the key of God's wisdom. We have to receive God's wisdom for everything you do. Come on, Holy Spirit. He says, he says um, I receive your wisdom. My right, because in you, Lord, Lord Jesus, are all the treasures of his hidden wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2 and 3. So I got to have the wisdom of the Lord. So for me to figure out my here, I've got to have the wisdom of the Lord. Come on now. For me to figure out my here, I've got to have the wisdom of the Lord. That means I don't come before God talking. I come before God listening. Let me read this to you and we out. This is, this is how important God's wisdom is, right? For the word of the Lord is upright. Woo. Psalm 33, the fourth through the 11th verse. For the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. The word of the Lord is upright. Not the word of man, not our thoughts, not our guesses, not I think I should. It says the word of the Lord is upright. It says the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. 
by the word of the Lord, the word, his written word, his prophetic word. Come on now. His rhema word. It says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And by the breath of his mouth, all their hosts, he gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth Fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of his people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. The counsel of the Lord is going to stand forever. The counsel of the Lord is going to bring you into wisdom. And the counsel of the Lord is going to bring you to your here. What is my here? Well, the only way you're going to find out you're here is that you come into the temple without talking. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, help us to put a guard. That's it. Right? The counsel of the Lord is what's going to give me the wisdom I need for every situation. Let me give you Psalms, Psalms, Psalms 56, 3 and 11. Even when I'm afraid, even when I don't understand, I put my trust in God whose word I praise. In God I trust. And then I'm not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? All day long they twist my words and their schemes are for my ruin. They conspire, they lurk, they watch my steps hoping to take my life. Because of their wickedness, do not let them escape in your anger. God brings nations down. Record my misery. Listen to my tears. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will turn back when I call for help. But this I will know. By this I will know God is for me. In God whose word I praise. In the Lord whose word I praise. In God I trust and I'm not afraid. What can man do for me? So my hear. Come on, y'all. My here in the Lord, the place that God is calling me to, the mountain, the region, the business that he's calling me to influence can only be established by the Lord. I think that's enough for us to chew on. The counsel of the Lord is here. The counsel, the counsel of the Lord will give you the wisdom you need for your purpose. Spend more time in the temple listening so you can find out what your here is. That's how you're going to find out your here. That's how you're going to find. It's not. The, the, can I, we do not want to be wise in our own eyes. The, the enemy loves to rush us. He loves for us to second guess what God is saying. He loves for us to move in things or not to move in things because of fear. When the counsel of the Lord has absolutely all we need. Counsel of the Lord got all the wisdom you need. It's not that God's not talking. Now, I don't know what my purpose is. You know more about your purpose than you think. We're just not quiet. We don't spend enough time quiet and listening. Woo! And then, that's, can I tell you something? Two things. Offense and insecurity are loud. Imagine like you're in a game and the crowd around you are so, it's so loud, it's so loud, it's so loud. And then they come over the loud speaker and they make an announcement, right? And then you cannot even hear what they said. You're like, what did they say? Who car need to be moved? 
What, 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 where did they tell us to go? What did they just announce? Who's the winner? Remember, you can't hear. That's how offense and insecurity is. When we are dealing with offense, and the body of Christ is dealing with offense so bad right now, when we are dealing with offense and insecurity, they speak so loud that we cannot hear what God is saying. We cannot hear the instructions of the Lord. We cannot receive what God is saying. That we cannot receive what God is saying. They interfere with hearing. That's why we have to get in the temple, get in a spot, get more quiet to listen to his counsel, his word, and his wisdom for our hear. I pray today, we can going to do our confessions. I pray today that you have been shaken and stirred and established in the fact that God has already called me. I have a hear. I need more wisdom from the Lord for my hear. I got to get in his face. I got to get in his temple. I got to get before him because he has the vision. Wisdom is a key. He has the wisdom will unlock. Wisdom will bring you to your knees before God before you make another decision. Wisdom knows the better. Let me tell y'all this and I'm out. Wisdom knows the better plan for somebody's life. Um, the, and Because you got to be careful where pain is concerned. The other day, um, somebody, somebody I love was in pain, hurting, in a circumstance, situation. My response to pain was to try to help them get out of this situation immediately, right? I was responding to the emotion of the situation. Wisdom, wisdom would not allow that when we seek to face the Lord. I was responding to the emotion of the situation. I was responding to the emotion of their feeling, right? It was a difficult place to see them in. Well, when I paused so that the wisdom of the Lord can come in, the Lord began to speak to me about what was needed for this situation. I was about to react because that's my norm. But the wisdom of the Lord said, pause and pray. Anytime wisdom comes into place, it's going to bring you on your knees and your face before the Lord. Wisdom keeps you in a place of on your knees and on your face before the Lord. Wisdom keeps you from being reactive. Wisdom keeps you from being emotional. Wisdom keeps you from being all over the place. Wisdom keeps you from being scattered. Wisdom reminds us of the counsel of the Lord. Wisdom will give you the counsel of the Lord. You got to be scattered and all over the place and all this other stuff. Mm -mm. Your emotions will not lead the decision. You will not walk over. Why? Because wisdom brings you to a place where you're on your face before the Lord and he will give you exact instructions. And sometimes the instructions might not be not to do nothing. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. All right. Ooh, that was a lot. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you we have your wisdom. I thank, we, thank you we understand you're here. I thank you, Lord God, that we spend more time in your presence being quiet. Father God, forgive us if we have made any vows and we have not kept them. Anything that we've told you we were going to do, um, forgive us for allowing offense and insecurity to step in the place to confuse us. 
We thank you, Father God, for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me give you a couple announcements, and then we're going to do our confessions. Um, one, ladies' Bible study tonight. Two, remember, we're in 41 days of consecration in the ladies' Bible study group. Ladies, see y'all at 7 a.m. We're going to be talking about receiving the peace of God, okay? We're going to be talking about receiving the peace of God. This is the second day of consecration. Well, yesterday was kind of an introduction. Today, maybe we can call it the first day. Remember, you're giving up one thing, and we'll talk about that more. More. Um, we'll talk about that more, but the Ladies' Bible Study Group, join us this morning at 7 a.m., tonight at 7 p.m., and Friday we have Chase That Lion. Um, two things, if the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry, um, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and you can give there, or you can cash app us, dollar sign LMJ Ministry. And as my dear friend Tammy Roman says, when you give, you help to get the gospel throughout the world. You help us to get the gospel throughout the world you help us to teach all our bible study classes and all that other stuff like all the things and you also help us to feed the streets and to provide services and resources to drew projects and the van and other organizations that we are connected to my second thing is if you've never accepted jesus christ as lord and savior this is your moment this is your minute this is your hour this is where you're going to get filled with the Holy Spirit and you're going to begin to understand more of who you are. And the same Jesus that saved me is the same Jesus that's going to save you. So repeat after me, dear Jesus, whoo, please forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you whoo, the best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Oh, my God. We end, if you're new to the devotional, we end the devotional in confessions. We confess the word of God so that it reminds us of his love, his power. Remember, no rolling stops. We're not getting off the devotional because the confession time to come. We need the confessions more than anything. We got to confess and build ourselves in the word. So let's get our confessions in. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things he offers me. I don't speak negative things. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a mother or sister with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. 
It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. And I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my cares, for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I do not fear, and I am not guilty. I'm not passive about all things, anything. Woo! I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. After the flesh, I'm a spiritual man, and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues, interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, healing, and prophecy. I walk in the Spirit all the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust, with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose rather to believe the word of God. Come on. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. I weigh, I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. And I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. Woo! I have humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm here. I'm supposed to be here. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. If you know for a fact, you know, we've been praying over marriages. I plant a seed into my future marriage. Marriage, So we pause wives and we pray for our husbands. We let we pray by the spirit, not the flesh. Father God, I thank you for our husbands. My God, I thank you, Father God. They will not be wise in their own eyes. We thank you, Lord God, that they are not chasing after ungodly things. Guide their feet, Lord God, and direct their path in Jesus' name. And in my singleness, I plant prayers into my husband. Come on now, to come as a seed of faith. My God, that's so powerful. All my children had lots of Christian friends, and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray, study the word openly, and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds, blessed when they come in, blessed when they come out. And all that I own is paid for. And I owe no man nothing but to love them in Christ Jesus. I love you. See you at 7 a.m. See you at 7 p.m. So excited about what the Lord is going to do through us and in us today. But guess what? You are here. And God has called you to a here. Lord, show us our here. Back in the morning, 5 a.m. Invite somebody in. Don't share this. And invite somebody in. Say, come on, you need to be a part of this. God is working and moving on our behalf and growing us in grace towards Jesus Christ. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you more. I'll see you in the morning. See you in the morning. Love, peace, 
and blessings. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.